What is up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Gate 6 Podcast. We have our first really excited podcast. We're in a very good mood, as is most of Yankee Land right now. I'm Max. I'm your co-host. My other co-host, Nate, is on Skype. What's going on? We're ready. You're ready. Let's do it. fans we are off a hot win against the boston red sox 5-3 win guarding of the grand slam in the seventh um max how you doing i'm doing amazing i was there last night it was which i'll probably bring up numerous times throughout the episode (laughs) uh it was my first yankee game of the season though i'm also going tonight i found out with a friend like an hour ago that i'm probably going um i was doing some uh searching in the archives and i'm pretty sure that the last time that my first yankee game was this late in the season was 2012 which is kind of ridiculous um, <laughs> but 2012 was also the last year we won the division so hopefully that bodes well for this year but um this was the first time i've had like serious fun being a yankees fan this year yesterday was the most fun i've had watching a yankee game since uh alds game two i think since the playoffs um Opening day is fun. The first few games are fun. You remember, you know, oh, baseball is back. I love this. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, you know, you're going to play the Orioles so many times and those games matter so little. The Red Sox, you know, those games count just as much as the Orioles. Well, they're Red Sox games. And, oh, to beat Boston this earlier in the year is is great. Yeah, for sure. Um. Nate and I are both on Passover break this week. Nate, you so you also have all of next week off, right? Yes, I do. All of next week off. Unfortunately, I usually try to go to the days where uh, you're allowed to use electronics. It's called Cholam and travel and whatnot. I usually try to go to a, Yan- a few Yankees home games in that stretch, even though for Passover you can't eat any uh, bread-based or wheat-based uh, foods. So no, no bread, no pizza, no hot dogs, nothing. So... Uh, you know, your food options are pretty limited at the stadium, but, um, I usually try to go to a game over Cholomoed, but they're on the road this year. They're on the West coast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing well. My nets are uh, big game three tonight. I'll try to keep up with that as I'm at the Yankee game in Brooklyn, Nate, right? In Brooklyn. They got to get that one over the Sixers. Nate, what do you think about your Islanders? Oh man, I was at a uh, game two. And um, I couldn't hear myself even think. It was crazy <laughs> at the old barn, NASA Coliseum. Uh, great to see my Islanders sweep the Penguins, um, either playing the Capitals or Hurricanes in the next round. And, and Max is also an Islander fan, not as big. but I'm not as – so my, my mom and her brothers grew up uh, very close to Nassau Coliseum, so they were always huge Islanders fans. Um yeah, they, uh, they're they rabbit right now. My cousin is in the Israeli army, and he's doing his best to keep up with it. He's a huge island. Oh, wow. He's, uh, yeah, every time I see, I was, uh, my other cousin just got married, Mazel Tov Ezra. He was at the game with awesome. me last night. So there was an engagement party on Sunday, which is why I couldn't watch uh, Tanaka have a stinker against the White Sox. <laughs> uh, oh, man, the, oh, my, the whole fam was there, and everyone was just nonstop Islanders talk. I was like, yeah, you know, my friend and I, we just started this podcast, and he's a huge Islanders fan, so he keeps me updated. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, uh, man. Yeah, 
So you're so you're also going tonight, right? Oh yes, I'm also going to tonight's yeah. game, and today so, is the Thursday, April eighteenth against yeah, the Kansas City Thursday, Royals. Eighteenth. Uh, so Nate and I are not going together because I'm going with some school friends of mine, but we're going to meet up there and try yes. to get a picture for the uh, photo of the podcast for when you open up the app because right now it's a bit generic. But uh, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> we're gonna make it work, hopefully. Uh, yeah, so Nate, you want to get into breaking down the last two series? Because everyone's excited right now about the uh, Red Sox sweep. I There were some Red Sox fans on Twitter saying you can't call it a sweep because it was only a two-game set. I think that's dumb. I'm calling it a sweep. Yeah, if, exactly. if the Red Sox won both of those games, I would have said that we were swapped. Yeah, so I'm going to sure. call it a sweep. Um, but there was also the dropping two of three to Chicago, which I couldn't – I did not watch any of the games that series, really, which was – Upsetting. I call like an inning. I call like the first inning of Sunday, but Friday and Saturday Shabbat, so I couldn't watch. Um, yeah, but and I mean, it seems like it was for the better that I didn't watch because not much. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely for the better. Um, <laughs> Cece's back. Cece is good. back. Somehow with the back out there. throwing ninety, Just getting people out. I mean, the, the um, old man is hanging in there. Nate, are you concerned about Tanaka yet? Because he wasn't even that terrible in the start on Sunday. It was just he gave up the grand slam to Tim Anderson. Right. But I had every right to do that bat flip yesterday, and the Royal pitcher that threw at him is very sensitive. And it was very dumb that he got thrown out of that game. Tim Agreed. Anderson. Um, are you concerned about Tanaka yet? For me, it's I'm concerned. Hard. I mean, with him, his, his big problem always was the long ball, and it's either a solo shot or a grand slam. So... You know, it's either that one hit that either, you know, makes the start great to good or, you know, bad to terrible. And then against the White Sox, it uh, it turned to be a terrible start. Not terrible, but, yeah. I mean, he pitched a now, fine game until expect. that one hit. Like, you know, like, he pitched okay, except, you know, the Grand Slam obviously killed him with four runs. Um, but, like, I feel like kind of with Hap yesterday, um, he started off terrible. Uh, two home runs in the first like three innings, yeah. But then settled down. Um, so that that's I'm fine with that. But if Tanaka gives him one up in the fifth or sixth, I think that's much worse. Or sorry, in the what was it, the fourth inning he gave I it think up. It was yeah, fourth. fourth inning. Yeah, the fourth he gave it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not concerned though. He's he's fine. Yeah, I'm much more concerned about Hap than I am about Tanaka. Tanaka. Oh, yeah. Tanaka's looked very, very good so far, and he had one bad start. Hap, he looked good last night after the first two innings. He settled down. Um, I will give Boone credit. I second-guessed a lot of his bullpen decisions last night, and he turned out right. I was shocked that they went to Canely before they went to Adovino, and then, like, they brought in Canely in a two-run game with, like, a huge at-bat. There was a runner in scoring position, and they brought in Canely and then immediately warmed up Adovino, and I was like, why wouldn't you bring in Adovino in the first place? But... Canely pumped 98 right by Jackie Bradley Jr. And then he was dominant Canely in that in his appearance yesterday. Yeah. He he looked really good. I was listening to um, what's it called? I was listening to R2C2 this morning, which was which is CC's Thaddeus podcast with Ryan Ruka, which is really good. And the stories that they had Mike Harkey on as the guest, he was so funny. And because Harkey and CC are like very close. And the stories Mike Harkey was telling about Tommy Canley is crazy. They were saying, um, I don't know if you knew this, Tommy Canley, I knew this. Tommy Canley is apparently, like, a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. But they were saying that, like, CeCe's a huge Raiders fan, but Canley is, like, to a different extent. Like, he'll give you stats, you know, right off the tip of his head. <laughs> right off the tip I know of that. 
said about like the 1983 Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> third string running back. And I was like, wow, they said he's also a Magic fan. So like Philadelphia and Orlando is a bit of a weird mix because he grew up in New York. He grew up in like the Albany area. Um, Interesting. But yeah. <laughs> Magic um, Eagles and the Yankees. Wow. Hainley is starting to gain my confidence back. I was concerned about him at the start of this year. Um, I still don't get the, you know, why Boone loves going to, like, the trio. Well, it was it was the trio of Tarpley, Holder, and Canely, but now Tarpley's down, so it's Holder and Canely. I don't get why he loves going to them so early, but as long as he's proven me wrong, I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, when the, when the Yankees traded for Canely in, in uh, midseason, you know, he was he was great. But then last year, he had that big uh, drop in his velocity, which yeah. uh, caused for concern for everyone. Um, cause he just, he was hurt when he was, when he was playing, looked very bad, but now I think Boone knows that he's fine. So has that same trust that he had in him a couple years ago when he, when he got traded to the Yankees, um, and, and not last year's confidence, which was very yeah. low. So I feel like Canley's kind of made that, um, subtle jump that most fans didn't see coming because he didn't really pitch last year, but I think Boone knows that he's back to his usual 98 fastball self. Yeah, I was uh, so at the game last night. I was there with my uncle and his and his son, my cousin. That's and two. I was talking with <laughs> that's two. Uh, I was talking with uh, my uncle about uh, how Paxton was like incredibly honest about. Well, first there was that Beltron told him that he was tipping his pitches in Houston. Yep. And they made that work, but also that Paxton was like very honest and said like my confidence wasn't great. I went to a sports psychologist and now I'm good, which is like a lot of people, like, I think some people were like, I don't know. I can't understand why anybody wouldn't appreciate a player being honest and straightforward. Because one thing that I brought up was last year, supposedly Canely kept trying to tell the team like, oh, I'm fine. I'm not hurt. I'm feeling good. And it turned out that like, he was like really not feeling well. Like he was very hurt for a good amount of the season, which was part of the reason that his velocity was down and he was getting, he was getting rocked every outing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really good shift to see. The one thing that's really concerning me is, I don't know if you saw that, um, well, there was obviously the Severino lat strain now that we know about in addition to the initial uh, shoulder injury, but Cashman had said that this was like very new and had never surfaced before, and Severino apparently said like, no, it's been a thing for a while. So the fact that there's like conflicting stories, it seems like there's a lack of communication or like someone's trying to hide something, so that's really not a good look. Yeah, um, Severino is obviously a big loss for the Yankees right now, their ace, and yeah. I mean, if, as a fan and a viewer perspective i'm gonna leave the player because he's the one with the injury and not yeah the gm absolutely. so i mean i i think cashman just said that because he wants to calm everyone down because he knows people will freak out if you know something something new just surfaced and now he has two ongoing injuries so i think cashman did that more to just kind of calm the uh, yankee faithful instead of you know, saying there's a brand new injury that came up for Severino, yeah, and he's going to be out another four weeks or whatever it's going to be. So The other thing that my uncle said to me, which I think is a bit of a reach, but it could very well be a possibility, is that um, he was concerned that Severino was so quick to take that $40 million deal from the Yankees at extension because he knew there was something wrong with his shoulder, with his leg. Like, he knew he had a health issue. And that was why he was like, yeah, give me my money right now. And he didn't want to communicate anything to the team, which 
I don't think it's accurate. We have no way of knowing. Only time is going to tell. But if that turned out to be the case, that would be really unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, I, I could see yeah. it. it's, re- it's reasonable because that deal is very, you know, economical for the Yankees. What was it, four years, $40 million? Yeah. Yeah, so for Ace, that's obviously on the much lower end. But I also think he wouldn't do that um, just because, he's, you know, he's not like a bad guy. He's not, like, you know, a clubhouse yeah, you know, like negativity kind of guy. So at least that's what I think. That's what I hear, at least you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think he, he wouldn't do that. I mean, but at the same time, yeah. But it, you know, it does make sense that he would. Like, yeah. He wants his money. The other thing I was thinking about is that so many of these uh, Dominican guys. I think it was Severino who said it on RQC two also last year. That, um, like, or it was either Severino or Sanchez, one of them said that it's crazy. Like, kids in the U.S., it's like, you play ball for fun as a kid, and then, like, you go to tryouts, and maybe you'll get drafted. In, you know, other countries, it's like, that's your way, like, to get your family money. It's like, for you're sure, good yeah. at baseball, you're 16, you come to the U.S., you don't speak any English. So, I mean, I have no idea what Severino's family's financial situation was while he was growing up, given that he was signed so young i would have to assume that like that money would mean a lot to them so i mean for i mean obviously you're going to take 40 million dollars if it's thrown at you but for him to agree to it that fast could be a sign of concern i thought that was an interesting point yeah it is very interesting Um, but the rest of the white Sox series uh i wasn't able to i like i said i wasn't really able to watch any of the games because friday and saturday i couldn't watch and then um sunday i had the uh, engagement party, but I'm pretty much past that series by now. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm uh, but yeah, the Boston series, man. Paxton, he was so filthy on Tuesday. It was so good to see because, especially after his last start against Houston where he got knocked around, I'm very relieved. Like, I never had a doubt. There were so, oh my God, there were some people on Twitter immediately comparing it to the Sunny Gray trade and saying, oh, can't pitch in New York. I was like, shut up. Um, I saw, oh my, the, the overreactions this early in the season are ridiculous. There's, yeah. there's this account that I've had a bunch of exchanges with that I really like that's uh, at That's a Bad Take, which um, they posted something today. There was someone tweeted something like, uh, it's time to send Hap down. To send Hap to the bullpen and call up Gio Gonzalez and send Holder or Green down to AAA. And I was okay. like, that is the most preposterous thing I've ever heard on <laughs> April 18th of the season. Oh my god! Can you imagine signing yes. a fifty million dollar deal to be your number four starter, and like three weeks into the season, they're like, all right, bullpen. You suck. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. <laughs> I mean. That's, yeah, I mean, ridiculous. yeah, that's like, ridiculous, that's right. Yeah. We had Paxton, okay. all night, fastball, dotting the corners, 98, 99. I think you, you texted me, yeah, like, um, you know that he could throw 99. I did I, not know he was I don't know either. I thought he like, made 95, 96 on a good day, but not, he was like, seven, 99, just every throws, so, I mean... That was very good to see. I had no idea, but I didn't watch surprise. much of him when he was on the Mariners. I remember he had one start against the Yankees in like late June. It was like the day before we left for camp. Uh, um, and like he got knocked around in the first inning. I think Judge homered. It was like either one of Judge and Stanton homered, and the other one got robbed. I think they almost had three home runs in the first inning, but the third one was robbed. But they had another two, and they won that game. Uh. 
But yes, I mean, I knew he threw the no hitter. I knew he had the ball diesel lands on him, yep. but I did not know much about his makeup as a pitcher. But from what I've seen so far, I really like it. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of reminds me of Severino with the fastball, and just the way he kind of goes about the game. I feel like I think like he's, he's quieter. Like he doesn't really show that much motion. I feel like on the mound, but he has I feel like Severino stuff. My uh, my uncle also pointed out to me last night, which like I've like I noticed it, but I didn't like compute it in my brain and like realize it. His arm stretches so far back when he pitches, which he like generates so much. It's like it's almost at second base. Like he generates so much velocity on his pitches. You know, so many guys you see now like Tanaka has like a very like condensed wind up. Paxton is like all over the place, but he's not. Oh like, yeah, I see that. Yeah, he goes like, all the way back behind yeah, his. Extended. Behind his body, yeah, I see that. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, so, are you, so one thing that I'm interested in seeing, or, like, a bit concerned about, I don't think, I don't think the J-Hap we're going to get for the next three years is the pitcher who went undefeated with us last year, but I also don't think it's going to be the pitcher that we've seen in his first few starts this year. Like, he got... He got rocked in spring training, too. He gave up a lot of home runs, but I didn't really make much of that. I figured, oh, he's, you know, he's getting the rust off. He'll be fine. Don't make too much of spring training. But I'm a little concerned with what I've seen from him so far. And if this is the J-Hap that we signed for three— Look, I don't want to be, you know, that guy saying send him to the bullpen. But if this is the J-Hap we signed up with for three years, that's a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, Hap's already 36, so if we have him until he's like 38, 39, I feel like obviously he's going to decline each year. But I feel like the start he had against Boston is the kind of stuff we're going to get for the next couple years from him, like six innings, three runs kind of thing. Yeah, I'll take that. that, That's okay with me, yeah. I'm fine with that. If he can go seven and three, that's even better. If he goes five and three, five innings, Eh, three run runs, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to praise him at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Greg Bird. Shocker, the guy's hurt again. <laughs> his foot. It's always his foot. It's always... Oh, I was so confused by the report today. It said, like, he tore something in his foot and that was related to the cortisone shot he had last year, which sounds like... Kind of So odd. ridiculous. It's, it's like, so, like, far off. Like, I don't know. There were so many people in Yankee land that were, like, so, like giving up on him so fast. You know, after his 2016 injury, oh, he's a fluke. 2017, he was good in the playoffs. And beginning of 2018, hurt again, oh, he's a fluke. 2018, he came back and he was hurt. Oh, he's a fluke. 2019, you know, he came up. You know, he was really good in spring training. I was like, all right, here we go. This is finally it. And everyone was like, all right. Homer on opening day. Didn't do much beyond that. I'm, I just might be at the point where... I think it might be done for him. If it was, if our other option at first base was Chris Carter, then I would be like, all right, let's ride out <laughs> Bird for a little. Chris Carter, I'd be like, all right, oh let's ride God. out Bird for a little longer. I have all the faith in Voight in the world. Um, so now that we actually have a legitimate first baseman, I think I'm pretty much like I don't know what they could get in trade for Bird right now. It might be worth stashing him in AAA and then. When he gets hot, if you call him up and he has a hot two weeks, then trade him so he has some kind of value. Trade him at the deadline to a team that needs a bat or something, get some pitching. But I I think he has a chance to put together a nice major league career. I don't think it's going to be for the Yankees. Yeah, um, my teacher at school, actually, a big Yankee fan, told me that Greg Bird was like the MVP of spring training, which I thought was 
was very clever clever and funny. But I mean, he's had chance after chance after chance. Gets hurt, so I guess it's not. You can't really say it's his fault. But at the same time, when he has played, he's been bad. I mean, nothing special at all. And and he's like he's not a great fielder. He's a fine fielder, but he's no Mark Teixeira. He's or, solid. He's better than Boyd. Yes, but Boyd is a pretty bad fielder, if you ask me. Or anyone, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather Voigt in at the four spot and at first, oh, and Bird in at the six spot and at first, so or seven I spot. Wonder, I wonder what Bird's legacy is going to be as a Yankee because people are gonna people are definitely gonna remember that he was always hurt, but he also had like he was so good in the 2017 playoffs. The one that comes to mind is the Andrew Miller home, home run, run in ALDS yep. Game Three, but. He also, in the ALCS, he had a couple nice hits. I think he homered off Giles in one of the games, even, but they dropped it in the end. Um, I remember, I think there was a play where he, like, he was at third and he got thrown out by Bregman at home. And like they lost oh, that yes. by one run. There, there was that. It wasn't like either a sack fly or maybe he was, was on like second. A ground, I think it was a ground ball to third and he tried to score. I don't remember. I, I do remember something like that where he got thrown yeah. out at home or at third, but I mean, yeah. The outlook of his 2017 playoffs is going to be, I think, the highlight of his Yankees career. Oh, he was yeah, great yeah. in 2015 when they called him up for, like, two months at the end of the year, and he had, like, 11 home runs in a month and a half or something like that. I remember I was, I was at one of his games where he had two home runs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the guy's legacy is going to be complicated. His swing is very nice, though. I feel like people remember that, too. It's smooth. Um, well, back but, to I mean, more, yeah. On to a more positive topic, Clint Frazier, man. The guy keeps hitting. <laughs> I I think I'm – the Yankees – I know we talked about this a little bit on the last episode about how, you know, you know, uh, you let things play themselves out and things usually work themselves out. Um, I'm starting to get a little concerned that they're not going to have, have a way to get him at bats when everyone is healthy again. Um, yeah, yeah, that's very true. I think it's kind of clear that they prefer Stanton's defense in left field over Frazier's because Frazier's has not been that good yet. So you would think that it would be like Stanton, Hicks, Judge in the outfield and then Clint DHing. And then I think that's what they should do, but with Gardner, with there being a rotation of each of those guys getting one day off a week and Gardner then starts like five games a week or something. Kind of like what they were planning to do with LeMahieu before everyone got hurt. Yeah, um, especially because it's hard to have Stanton not in the lineup every yeah. night. Um, and it's and Frazier is obviously on a very hot streak right now, but who knows in two months what he'll be. Um, so, yeah, I feel like they'll do some rotation with Judge, Hicks, Stanton, Frazier, Gardner, something okay. like that. Nate, I don't know if you're into sports betting, but I have an over-under for you. Over under four and a half games started by Clint Frazier in the playoffs for the Yankees this year. Okay, so assuming the Yankees win the division, the play. All right, well let's not assume. Man, the Rays. It's gonna be Yankees Red Sox in the Wild Card game. Seriously, if the Rays keep playing like this, I got Tyler Glasnow in with the later rounds of my fantasy drafts. Very very nice. At the seal. Um, wasn't he on the Pirates and they traded him for Archer? That him and Meadows, right? So it was him, Meadows, and Shane Baz, who's another nice pitching prospect. That trade was so terrible for the Pirates. Yeah, they didn't sucks. need to make that trade. They knew they weren't competing last year. Yeah. They dumped off all their top prospects for Archer. Some, Archer isn't even good anymore. He had a couple good years in the Rays, but yeah, but yeah, whatever. So would um, you take that over under, or would you, would you take the over or the under? 
Um, four and a half games in the playoffs for Frazier. Part of it is how far they advance into the playoffs. Yeah, right. Because if the yeah. Walker team lose in the first in that game, they're obviously not going to play five games. But that would suck. But um, I think under. I Santa think the safe ha- bet is the under. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Santa has to be in there. Gardner will get, I think, more opportunities than Frazier if that if that happens. Um, yeah, I don't see him playing more than four games in the playoffs. I think it's plausible. I think I could definitely see it happening if Gardner has a slow second half and Clint stays hot and they want to get his bat in there. Yeah. Um, especially if they're facing a lot. Like if we're, if we're facing Snell or Sale and they want to get righty bats in there, I could definitely see if, him. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, I kind of like the idea of having Gardner as a pinch runner maybe. Yeah. Late in the game. Defensive replacement even. So, yeah. Uh, kind of like what he was last year. Right, yeah. yeah. No, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but hey, I, look, Red Gardner, I have not been thrilled with what I've seen from him this year. After last night's Grand Slam, Red Gardner has immunity from me complaining <laughs> yep. about him for. Yep. I think, I think yeah, Gardner is immune from Yankee criticism. Ah, for people still give it to him. He'll get his fair share. Fine. If only it's me and you, I think, <laughs> at least two weeks. Yeah, the two of us, we'll give, we'll, we'll give him a break. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. He saved he's, us the game against Boston. He's over for 25 over the next 10 days, then. All right, but... And then, yeah, Brett, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want the Yankees to... shouldn't even keep Brett. I thought they should kind of let him... Maybe one yeah. year, small one-year contract, but not mm-hmm. even have him really play. And he hasn't been great this year, but, hey, last, last night, big kick against Boston. Yeah. Hopefully that rides some momentum for the Yankees into the next week, two weeks. The thing so. is, his his numbers haven't been great, but the main like the things that he contributes to the team aren't things that you see like in stats. Like, first of all, it's his clubhouse presence. Yeah. And beyond sure. that, it's like there's no one you would rather have out there in left field defensively, especially at Yankee Stadium. He knows that place. Like he knows like he knows every nook and cranny of left yeah. field. His yeah, base true. running, he throws pitchers off. Um yeah. Good arm. He's a good arm he has, too. Yeah, he's a good arm. He has the intangibles that you need to win a baseball team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, on the, and on the Yankees, when they're healthy, they don't really need another bat when, when everyone's healthy, obviously. Right now they do. But yeah. when you get Santon, Andujar, Didi, Sanchez back, I feel like Gondo will be a good nine-hitter just to have in there for defense. Absolutely. The veteran presence with the young guys. So. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to keep going on this thing of how are they going to get Clinton there, what happens to Gardner, how often does Stanton play left field, but... At the end of the day, we were all, you know, everyone was up in arms when Tyler Wade didn't make the opening day roster, and a week later, we called up Dario Estrada. So, yeah. uh, it's not something that is worth speculating about, I think. Uh, so, speaking of Dario Estrada getting called up, injuries. Um, <laughs> Gary should be back Sunday, they said. Yes, very good, good news. news. Very good news. Um I don't remember if we talked about Batantis or and or Severino on the last. Well, Batantis came out recently. Batantis yes, came out during the Chicago series, right? Yeah, yep. So, so we haven't talked weeks. about that yet. Batantis is going to be out until like All Star break, probably. Yeah, like the All Star break is going is like Batantis, DB, and Severino. I guess we're going to get all three of those guys back right around then, and Montgomery too, but I think a little later. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah, later. Yeah. Um. I didn't realize how much Dellen Batantis meant to this team until we didn't have him. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice like, to get I've him always in, like, in last night, too. Yeah, I've always prime, loved prime that. Prime example. Imagine yeah. have uh, Hapko over the 6 and the 3rd. 
Yeah. And then you get Batanzas, seventh, Avino, eighth, and then oh, Chapman, ninth. And then Batanzas, eighth. But yeah, no. Sure, yeah, the, either uh, way, yeah. But the downgrade guys... from, no offense to Tommy Canely, he was incredible last night. Downgrade from Batanzas to Canely in terms of, yeah. like, how confident I am in them out them on the mound is immeasurable. Yeah. Um, that is very true. All these guys, it just seems like it's so up and like Andujar. We've heard May and we've heard 2020. Like, right, right. No idea. Um, I heard, Seber- I forgot from who, that Andujar made the H the rest of the year. If I like that idea. I'm, I'm okay with it, yeah. His defense um, isn't good, so why have him at third? <laughs> yeah, well, because, yeah. So, um, I mean, I heard that idea about Didi, and I was like, I kind of like it, but so much of his value is that he's great at short time. He's also great offensively. But if having him if having him hit would hold back his defense from returning for another few months, I wouldn't love that. Andujar, I don't mind because, you know, I am con- I don't mind Urshela being out there. Um, yeah, he's, he's a... He has a good glove out there. He had a nice little play last night. I think I mentioned my hot take on the last episode that I see Urshela starting a playoff game for the Yankees this season. I think it's going to happen. Or at least appearing in it. He's like their Danny Hachavaria from last year. Danny Hachavaria, yeah, exactly. Um, He's also a decent hitter, too. Urshela, from what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, not Um, bad. Hard contact, solid line drives. I mean, I'm not complaining. uh, Yeah. Stanton and Hicks? I'm operating with early May for them, but I could be totally off. I think Stanton's going to come back before Hicks. Yeah. And uh, Hicks, Hicks is obviously a great fielder in center. Yeah. He basically makes every catch that's within his vicinity. Um, uh, he'd be nice. Also a good bat. Nice power. Switch hitter, yeah. too. So just gets some more uh, lefties in there. It'd be nice once in a while. But in Stanton, yeah, I think he's coming back pretty soon, right? I yeah I th- I think two weeks is a solid deadline ten to fourteen days I think okay all assumption so, so that that would be like maybe in like the twin series on the early match yeah it could yeah. be um man what are they gonna Mike talk and all these guys get back Mike Talkman it's gonna be unfortunate I'm down he's that guy owns the Red Sox that guy literally owns the Red Sox oh my god that was. A bomb, second decker. I was laughing so hard when that happened. Like, a lot of the time, like, if a guy hits a three-run second deck home run against the Red Sox, I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, I'm fired up. Yeah. I was just laughing. I was like, <laughs> you just gave up a home run to Mike Hawkman. No, and the funny this thing guy, is... This guy, a month ago, thought he was going to be on the Rockies AAA team. <laughs> like, Albuquerque or wherever they <laughs> Whatever that is, yeah. Middle started here. And now he's, you know... Starting back-to-back games for the Yankees. What a world. No, but I thought it was funny where they're saying, I mean, yesterday's broadcast, um, that when he hit the home run, no one knew his first career home run until until Talkman in the, in the dugout said yeah. to Clint Frazier, that was the first ever home run. And then really? they went crazy. That's yeah, got so the ball. Because no one knew. The whole dugout was just like, probably <laughs> you know, second or third, whatever. That's funny. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny, yeah. Um, that's really good. Uh, all right. So, coming up, they've got a four-game set against Kansas City at home. Nate and I will be there tonight. Will then got Domingo got on the mat. Nice, nice West Coast road trip. Uh, with yes, three. I don't keep up with the NL too much, but 
three mediocre teams, right? Which, I mean, look, the Yankees, the Yankees have had their struggles beating the Tigers, Orioles, and White Sox. So I don't want to talk too much. But if they take three of four against Kansas City and can go into the West Coast trip having won five of their last six on a homestand, that would be huge. That would be huge. Um, um, yeah. Start to get their injured guys back. The Yankees' next four series against the Royals, the Diamondbacks, Giants, and Angels. Wrong order, but whatever. They're all <laughs> under 500 right now. So Yeah. Or no, sorry. They're either 500 or under. So they got to win at least every series, two out of three or three out of three. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of a given for them. Or three out of four. I hope so. I don't want to say anything's a given with this team because we just saw them beat the Red Sox 8 nothing. We've also seen them lose those multiple games to the Orioles. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, but th- those are hanging in there. What are they? They're 7 and 12. Not the yeah, worst. I mean, not the worst. Hey there. They're hanging in there. Man, the Mariners fall from grace. 4 and 15. Quickly. Man, they, they were so oh, good. Sorry, oh, the Mariners. No, the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mariners, dude, they were like 13-2, and two, right? And now they yeah, dropped. Like, and I, don't, I don't know if they – I know they lost four straight. I don't know. Did they play last night? Yeah, they lost 1-0 the Indians. It, I think it was 1-0 one, one or 2 nothing. yeah. I picked so many Mariners on my fantasy team at the start of the year, and I thought it was going to be a real issue. And then for two weeks, I was like, oh, look at me. I'm, you know, smartest guy in town. And now it's like <laughs> I had a uh, draft. I got Encarnacion, I got D. Gordon, and I picked up Domingo Santana. And, I mean, all three of those guys are, I think, going to stay starters on my yeah. team. Uh, yeah. Anyway. the Yanks can go, what, like 10 and 14? That'd be nice. I would go, well, 10 and 14 would be good. 10 of 14. Oh, my God. Yeah, 10, bro, 10 14 <laughs> uh, would not be good. Well, they've got, they've got, what is it, 16 games coming up, right? Let's see. One, we got four, four this series, and we got uh, four, four games. It's four, four, three, two. Oh, it's only two games setting into Arizona. Yeah. I didn't see. Okay, so, yeah, it's 13 games, it looks like, because they have. Is that oh my this is great podcasting. We're adding up games on here. <laughs> Seven, 10, 11, 13 games coming up, all against five hundred or sub teams. Let's say nine of those games they should win. I'll take eight. Seven so, eh, I'll the, take uh, it. Seven six. six uh, yeah. Yeah, if Nickers can go eight eight and five, eight and five be sixteen sixteen fourteen after that. Um, yeah. I'll be happy. Uh, and the Red so- the Red Sox play the Red the Red Sox play the Rays next. I am I mean, look. Usually, obviously, I'd root for the Rays in that series against the Red Sox. Now it's like, man, do I have to root for the Red Sox because we want the, we want to gain ground on the Rays? I kind of want the Rays to win just because the Red Sox are going to make a push, and the farther they dig themselves yeah. down, the harder it'll be to come back. I don't think. I don't think the Rays are going to keep up this pace at all. There's no way. There's no I way. definitely see them being a 90-win team. They were, they were a 90-win team last yep, year. Yep, they were. Added what looks like a Cy Young candidate, and Austin Meadows is also a great hitter there. Adding a Blake lot. Snell just went down, though, with a fracture. Yeah, I mean, he's only going to miss a start, they said. Obviously. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We've still got uh, – our listener numbers are going Almost up. Almost 100. Almost at 100 listeners. Uh, we still have the giveaway up on Twitter at Gate Sex Podcast. If you guys want to check it out, the Masahiro Tanaka uh, jersey card. Still got it. 
all ready to ship. Just got need to put an address on there when we draw a winner. I think, what did we say? We said 300, 300. Yep, on Twitter, yep. All right. Oh, we're on Instagram, too. Gate 6 Podcast. Uh, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your also, friends. Remember, remember, too, I'll leave any comments of what you want to yeah, see on the absolutely. podcast. That would be much appreciated. Thank, Thank you, you Doug, for so editing. Thank you, Doug, for editing. Have a good one, guys. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees.